0: Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are, and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello. Hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to that smart hustle podcast and welcome to episode 18. So this podcast is actually going up a day after I recorded it. So yesterday when I was on my drive home, I really just had a bunch of ideas about one specific topic that I really wanted to talk about, and that is how to really harness your inner confidence, and I guess in a sense how to find it and sort of hold on to it, because I know many of us can get really sucked into this spiral of self-doubt Or maybe you're someone who just hasn't really found that inner confidence and it's something that you struggled with. I know when I was in middle school and in high school, I really, really struggled with inner confidence. And when I went to college, things definitely changed for me. And especially sitting here now being 29 years old, I feel like I've really kind of come into my own and I found that inner confidence and kind of found that. I don't know, I guess that badassness where it's just like, I really just don't care what people think about me because I'm just, I'm doing my thing and I'm happy and I feel blessed and fulfilled and joyful and I just love my life. So I feel like when you kind of get to that, that state where you're just, you're just happy with things, it's so much easier to be confident in your choices and the things that you choose to do. So I do want to talk about something that happened to me yesterday and it's probably it's probably a good thing that I didn't talk about it yesterday because it got me a little bit fired up to say the least. But I, for those that don't know, I work a full-time job outside of doing YouTube and podcasting and writing. So I do have a full-time career and it's actually in the chemical segment of the oil industry. So I live in Texas and as you can imagine in the chemical and oil industries it is mostly male. It's a male dominated industry. And especially in the oil industry, you have a lot of, I guess you can call them good old boys and just men that have been in this industry their whole lives. You know, it's like their dad was in the industry. And so then they got thrown into it at a young age and they've just kind of stayed into it. So it's a very challenging industry for a woman to be in. And especially a woman who is who is a little bit younger. So there have definitely been times in my job, in my current role, as well as previous roles where I felt like I did struggle a little bit with my inner confidence, especially when you're getting up in front of a room full of really experienced people and they're mostly men and presenting numbers or facts, presentations, whatever it may be or you know laying out your whole business plan which is something that I've had to do so it can be really intimidating to get up in front of a bunch of people and to to talk about things especially when it, when there are people in there that have more experience than you do and they've been in the industry longer than you have and I've noticed a lot of the time men have this tendency to want to correct people and especially correct women like I don't know if it's kind of like a power complex or what it is but if you make a mistake you know, they, they're kind of the first ones to point it out. And this isn't all men. I don't want to make this huge generalization. It's just what I've, what I've noticed in my position as a woman in the chemical and oil industry. So I was giving a presentation on something yesterday. It's not really something that I can fully go into and talk about because a lot of this is confidential with the customers that I'm dealing with. So at the end of my presentation, of course, I had my own opinions as to the path forward. What could we do next? How can we improve upon, you know, our service to this customer? So I had my opinions and what I thought we should do. And I had someone in that room vocally speak up and speak out and tell me that they disagreed with me and that, you know, this is what they would do instead. And I've had this happen pretty much in every presentation I've given. It's something that, you know, I'm used to. When it first happened, it was kind of it was kind of a I don't know. It was a shock a little bit because you almost feel like you're being attacked, but I always have to remind myself that it's not personal. It's strictly business or at least that's what, again, that's what I have to tell myself. Maybe it is a personal thing, but I know that I can't take that kind of feedback personally when I'm talking about something that has to do with the business. So he gave all of his opinions and what he would do differently and why, why I shouldn't do this or I should do that. But at the end of it, I just said that I appreciated his feedback and that I would take it into consideration. And that was really the end of that discussion. Now, did I take it into consideration? Absolutely. And I did change a couple of things. But the majority of my path forward and the way I was going to work with a specific customer Was what I had originally come up with and it wasn't just me coming up with this. It was a team of people It was a group of people so in an industry like this where it is male-dominated and you're constantly kind of under a microscope I guess you can say because you're younger less experienced and you're female I've definitely had to learn how to really harness my inner confidence and to not let Things get to me and I feel like I've made tremendous improvement and strides Toward that in terms of just having my inner confidence just fully on par and up to scale where I need it to be And I can give plenty of examples in meetings where you know Again, it was a male-dominated room and i'm one of the only females in there and there's someone presenting something And I find something that maybe could help or improve the situation and I speak up I feel like a lot of women especially will not really speak up at their jobs Just like a lot of women actually won't go Ask for a raise when they truly deserve it, but I just found there are ways to handle yourself professionally and to really kind of utilize that inner confidence to speak up when you feel like you need to say something or whatever idea you have needs to be heard. And I feel like it's so important for women, especially in the workplace, to speak up, to speak your mind, and to get it out there, to ask for a raise, to just know your worth, know what you deserve. So, of course, the big question here is, how do we do this? How do we harness our inner confidence? How do we make ourselves feel empowered and just like a go-getter, like you can accomplish anything that you can speak up and not be fearful, not be anxious, not be worried about the outcome of speaking up? Harnessing our inner confidence can really help us in all aspects of our lives. So there are five things that I do that I wanted to share with you, and these are things that I practice on a daily basis to really rev up my inner confidence and really make me feel empowered and not afraid to speak up, speak my mind. And I feel like by doing these five things and practicing them daily, it's what has allowed me to you know, have the guts to start a YouTube channel and to start this podcast and to reach out and give advice to people. Because a lot of the time we think to ourselves, who am I to be giving this advice? And who am I to be be doing this? Who's really going to listen to me? But I feel like when you have the experience to back it up and you've gone through certain things that you want to share with other people so they don't make the same mistakes that you did, that's a really powerful thing. But you also have to have the confidence to want to put it out there and to not care too much about Really, what people think about it. There are going to be some people that accept your ideas and other people who don't. And so you just have to know in your heart that the people who are meant to find you, find your ideas, kind of find your whole vibe and concept and what you're putting out there, that they will find you in some way or form at some point in their life. And it'll happen at the right time for them and the right time for you. And then there are going to be people who will pass on by. They won't agree with you. They won't like you, your ideas, whatever it may be. They're kind of like a bystander. They just appear and then they go away. So here are the five things that I do on a daily basis to harness my inner confidence. The first is to practice positive thoughts and gratitude. I cannot stress the importance of this. I wake up every single morning and before even touching my phone, I'll put my glasses on. I'll turn the bedside lamp on. I'll pull out my journal and a pen because I always keep that in the little The drawer in the nightstand by my bed. So I'll pull those two items out and I'll sit in my bed and I'll start writing. And I always start my day with writing three things that I'm grateful for and then three daily affirmations. And again, by doing this, you're focusing on the things that you currently do have in your life and the things that are good and positive. So when you do this, it reinforces your sense of personal power. And Unless you actually do it and practice it for, I would say about a week straight, try it for a week straight, you won't really understand how it reinforces your sense of personal power. It's very hard to explain what it feels like, but you just feel, you feel more empowered because you're focusing on the positive and all the things that are good in your life and the things that you currently have, not the things that you currently don't have. And ultimately when you're writing down things you're grateful for and your daily affirmations, you're really focusing on the strengths in your life. You're focusing on the things that you have, the things that lift you up, the things that build you up. So when you focus on your strengths, then you're reinforcing your sense of personal power. And again, that's through practicing positive thoughts and gratitude. So that is the first thing I do in the mornings. And I try to continue this throughout the day. I don't always have a notebook with me, but anytime I sense a negative thought, Coming into my mind or a self-limiting thought or i'm doubting myself I have these sort of trigger words where if I hear my mind kind of Thinking these certain thoughts i'm able to stop it right away and a lot of those trigger words are can't won't wish Should could like those are all trigger words if i'm thinking Phrases or sentences with those words in them. It's normally a limiting or doubting thought and so i'm able to stop those right away able to look at what I was thinking and then convert it into a positive thought. Not really sure if that makes sense, but your mind is such a powerful, powerful thing. And so what you feed your mind and what you tell yourself is so incredibly important. So just make sure you're telling yourself positive things. The second thing I do to harness my inner confidence is to not compare myself to other people. And I believe I've talked about this in previous podcasts as well as in my YouTube videos, but When you compare and wish that you had someone else's life, a lot of the times you end up feeling worse about your own life. And then you end up focusing on everything you don't have. And this is the exact opposite of the first thing we just talked about, which is focusing on your strengths and being grateful and all the things that you do have. So, a lot of the time when you start comparing yourself to other people, you're focusing on the lack, you're focusing on what isn't there in your life. And so that That invites negativity in and that affects your confidence levels that affects your self-esteem And I know it can be really really hard to not compare yourself to other people Especially since we're always seeing the highlight reel of everyone's lives on social media like instagram and facebook I know it can be really really difficult so if there's someone that you're following that makes you feel that makes you feel kind of down about yourself, I would actually recommend unfollowing them. I only follow people on social media that lift me up and inspire me, not someone that I compare myself to where I'm like, oh, I really wish I had her life or her body or her drive and motivation to do this, do that. If you're constantly looking at something that makes you feel bad about yourself, then your self-esteem and your confidence is only going to get worse, and it's never going to grow, and you're never going to bloom and blossom into the beautiful person that you are. The third thing I do to harness my inner confidence is to speak my mind. And I'm definitely guilty of this one. Sometimes I can be really indecisive, especially when I'm with a group of friends. So if a lot of us are trying to figure out what we want to do, where we want to go eat, same with coworkers. like if we're going out to lunch or something like that, a lot of the time you'll hear people say, oh, I don't care, or I'm easy, you know, you decide. And when you always pass on the ownership of decisions to somebody else, then in a sense you're almost signaling to yourself that you don't matter, what you want, think, and feel doesn't matter. So I have really learned to stop saying, oh, I don't care, I'm easy, or you make the decision and I'll be good with it. So whenever I catch myself sort of passing ownership to someone else to make the decision, I always reel it back in because a lot of the time there is something that I want to go do or there's a certain type of food that I want to eat that day. And I know that may sound so trivial, but again, when you're passing on the ownership of decisions to someone else, you're signaling to yourself that you just don't matter and the things that you want and desire and that your thoughts really aren't that important. And again, that's not good for your self-esteem and your confidence. The fourth thing I do is to silence my doubt and my worry. So I always imagine what life would be like without any sort of fear or anxiety of failing or stepping into the unknown, stepping into uncertainty. And when you imagine what your life would be like without fear and without anxiety, It really is a beautiful thing. I talked about this in detail in one of my previous podcasts called The Fear Detox. I can't remember which episode number it is, but if you haven't listened to The Fear Detox episode yet, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're someone who deals with fear-based thoughts and anxiety. I also did a podcast, a separate podcast on anxiety, so I'd highly recommend Listening to both of those if you haven't already, but when it comes to silencing my worry and really overcoming my doubts about certain things I found that if you take action steps toward what you want and make them small action steps So if you have you have your big picture, right say you want to be an author but the feat of writing a book just seems so massive and so humongous that you're just, you're afraid you're going to fail. You're afraid you're going to mess up. You're not going to know what you're doing. No one's going to like your book. There's all these kind of what if thoughts going on in your head. But if you can take small action steps toward that goal, it's kind of like baby steps, one foot in front of the other, then each step is going to seem less scary than the next. And I feel like that's how you start to overcome doubt in yourself and how you start to overcome worrying. So for instance, if you look at the goal of becoming an author then obviously you need to write a book and you need to either publish it yourself or get it published traditionally in order to become an author. So the first step in that process would be to figure out how to write a book, to buy a book on writing a book, or maybe go to YouTube and watch YouTube videos of other writers such as myself who have gone through the whole process from A to Z and You know, just start taking notes. First small action step can be to find a mentor or a resource that will help you in starting to write this book. And then the next action step can be to read a certain number of chapters of that resource or to watch a certain number of videos from that resource and take notes. And then you keep building on these small action steps. And eventually, you know, you're going one foot in front of the other and you start at a slow, gradual walk. And then you kind of move into a jog you move into a run and then you're in a full out sprint. So I feel like starting really small and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces is so helpful because like I said, once you finish one step, you'll be like, oh, that wasn't that hard. And then you'll move on to the next one. So each step is going to seem less scary than the next one. And the fifth and final thing I do to really harness my inner confidence is to get excited about things no matter how big or small. So when we're kids... We get so excited about everything. Think about when you got like an easy bake oven or a really cool Christmas present. You probably squealed with joy and excitement. But for some reason, when we become adults, we sort of mature and showing that excitement and that joy and that wonder becomes almost viewed as childish because in a sense it is. It's what, it's what children do. It's what kids do. But as adults, when you bottle up that excitement, you're keeping yourself from experiencing and expressing those true feelings that you're having. I honestly get excited all the time, even about the smallest things. Fall is my favorite season. I think I've said this before. I've probably said it a million times, but I absolutely love Halloween, and I get so excited about Halloween and carving pumpkins and You know, you'll hear me talking really fast about it or going to the grocery store and I'm bopping around the aisles, you know, trying to find things for cookies and apple cider and, you know, just getting really excited about this holiday. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to Harry Potter World in Orlando and I cannot tell you how excited I am. I'm 29 years old and we're talking about Harry Potter and I am so stoked. You better believe I'm going to buy a wand in Diagon Alley. And I'm going to go around and flick that wand and do all of the interactive activities that they have in Harry Potter world. Because age is just a number. And if you're excited about something, let yourself be excited. Express that excitement. I feel like when you you do that and you're able to get excited and you express it, then you're signaling to yourself that you're important and the things that make you happy and joyful, those are important too. That your happiness is important. So again, when you're able to get excited and to... Express that, it really helps your inner confidence and your self esteem because you're actually expressing how you truly feel. You're expressing your true self. And I feel like that is one of the biggest takeaways from this podcast, if anything, is when you can truly express yourself for the person that you truly are, all your behaviors, your mannerisms, your quirks, everything about you. I feel like when you can truly express that, And just not care what anyone else is going to think. I feel like that's when you've just shattered that inner confidence glass ceiling. It all stems from being true to yourself and being true to what makes you happy and the things that you want, the things that you enjoy, what makes you laugh and acting on all of that, acting in a way that feels natural and true to you. I said this before, but you know, at work, people call me little miss sunshine. They always say I'm like a ray of sunshine and for a lot of people, they would think, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not professional. I really don't care. I'm a happy person. I'm positive. I like being positive. It makes my days better, and it's just who I am, and if people don't like that, then they don't have to interact with me. It's really as simple as that. So again, just to recap, the things I do to harness my inner confidence are to practice positive thoughts and gratitude on a daily basis, to stop comparing myself to others, I always speak my mind and I make decisions. I don't pass on the ownership of decisions to someone else. I silence my doubt and my worry by taking small action steps toward what I want. And I allow myself to get excited about things and to express that excitement no matter how big or small that thing may be. So, that is all that I have for you guys today for this podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it. This was a really fun topic for me to talk about. So, if you did get something out of it and you liked listening to it, it would really help me out if you would leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. And don't forget, there is a freebie up on my website at thatsmarthustle.com called Five Action Steps You Can Take Right Now to Start Showing Up for Your Dreams. All you have to do is go to the website. There will be a pop-up box, enter your email address, press submit, and then that guide will be emailed to you shortly thereafter. Other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk with you again in the next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.